Moko ayan satamo sakianda mikan. I andi kandi anyana ayayaya. Satamo soku andi adi ayayaya. Si shante mi andi ayayaya. I'm releasing words of excitement from heaven to where you are. Di ayayaya. Moka sati i ayayaya. Look at you. You got up this morning. Ay, 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 ay. Eyes open knowing that God still is and will ever for me. Ay, 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 ay. Knowing that you pushed away the past and embracing the future. You let go of hurt. You let go of pain. Ay, 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 ay. You said no to the earth way. You said yes to God way. You said yes, I don't have to understand. Leaning not to my own understanding is a great explanation by itself because I trust you, God. Ay, 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 ay. Heaven here. Ay, ay, ay. We win. Ay, ay, ay. We have. Ay, ay, ay. Never without. Ay, ay, ay. God can, ay, 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 God will, ay, 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 God is, ay, 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 Jesus is, ay, 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 he's here, ay, 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 who we read about, who we preach about, who we teach about, who we lay at his feet is right here, ay, ay, ay. Right in our personal space, right in the midst of us, looking at ourselves in the mirror, face to face. He's right there, aye, aye, aye. even within, aye, aye. We will never and can never fail, aye, aye, aye. The only way we would not position ourselves to receive if we get in our own way, aye, 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 and that we are not, aye, aye. Woke up this morning. Every day there's a new song that the angels are ministering into our hearts. We have to listen. Listen every morning. Don't get up and think, what I got to put on? Oh, God, I worry about the traffic and, oh, God, I got cooking. No, don't worry about nothing. Have no worries. When you open up your eyes in the morning, think about heaven. Think about God. Think about new. Think about redemption. Think about salvation. Think about healing. Think about miracles. Think about signs. Think about wonders. Think about God. Think about God. Think about God. Keep your mind on God. And watch what you hear in the morning. Watch what you hear. You're going to hear heaven every day. And guess what that sound do? It penetrates our heart. It penetrates our mind. It penetrates our soul. It penetrates our spirit to deny what the body is trying to tell it for the next day. Uh Uh-uh. God got me up, not you. This is the day that he has made, not the day that the job has made, not the day that the husband or wife has made, not the day that the bills has made, not the day that the doctor's report has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I shall, I will, I want to rejoice and be glad in it. And listen to the sound. You begin to feel, I begin to feel heaven around us. We begin to see and feel the angels that are with us every day. There's no way we go home and begin to see things for the first time when we live on earth as it is. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye means excited. It actually means excited. 
There are so many ways to stay excited in the kingdom. Whatever you're hungry for, you receive. Whatever you're hungry for, you receive. A lot of times we have to remind people when they see God's glory, when they see God's power, when they see God's anointing dripping on us, it's all of him clothing us, not by anything that we do. It's because we are open to receive by our believing. So he's, you know, able, we allow him to do what he's already able to do. God is changing things around for our good, just like that. If you notice, it's still February, even though it's the end of February, March is slowly approaching, and yet it feels like spring. Come on, somebody. It's still winter. I'm not thinking about at the end of the times when we cannot predict or determine what season it is. When those who walk with God, you see like God, you hear like God. That revelation is for those who don't receive a fresh revelation. I have, you have a fresh revelation. I know when God is moving. You know when the seasons change. He's not coming to find his name not exalted. He said, I will be exalted amongst the earth. I will be exalted amongst the land. He's coming back in exaltation, not for, you understand, calamity, infirmities. He already died to that. Why would he come back to that? You understand? He's coming back to what he has rose into. To see that in the earth. To encounter that in the earth. So it's much work to do. Because everybody do not know about Christ. There are many who don't even care about Christ. Many don't even accept him as Christ. But when they depart their body, there he is. There it is. They encounter. I, I, I. So many opportunities of a lifetime are being positioned before you and I. Don't be nervous. Don't be hesitant. Don't lie. Don't exaggerate your resume. Don't exaggerate your bank account. Don't even try to impress no one with your knowledge. Try to speak so fancy. All you have to do is be yourself. And that opens up the door. Do you know every time people have interviews, they always try to sound so intelligent because they don't want to seem like they don't know anything. But the thing about it is, you're not invited due to what you know. You're invited because of who you know. You understand? So take the pressure off. Take the tension off of you and I. I'm telling you, God just handling things, handing things out. Sometimes we're going back and forth and we're stopping the blessing. We're stopping the breakthrough because our thoughts are in the way. Our words are in the way. Our hearts in the way. Our emotions are in the way. Many of us say right now, come on, God. Where, I mean, where is it? When am I going to receive what you keep saying, what you have been saying for such a long time? Aren't I not doing what you want me to do? Aren't I not believing? Aren't I not living unto you? Do I not praise and give thanks? Don't I sacrifice many things? And God say to say to you, I already have done what you're thinking that you need me to do. So you got to get out of your own way with those thoughts. We got to know that it's already set up to happen. The day and the time is set up to happen. God don't change his mind, but we don't know that exact day and time. But if you want that day to manifest the quicker, the sooner is you keep giving thanks and you keep on rejoicing. You keep calling that thing that look like not, but it is so as it is. You understand? I woke up this morning right out the bed. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready not just preach, but I'm ready to teach. 
It's not about you don't know what I've been through. I had the same enemy as you. So I can imagine what he was trying to do unto you. The same thing he tried to do unto me. Kill, steal, and destroy. But that's not our testimony. What you have done to me. What you have said to me. What I have said to you. What I have done to you. No, we got good news. Look at the favor of the Lord upon our lives. The glory is here. The glory of the Lord is here. God handing out keys to homes. God handing out rings for marriages. God handing out children in the woman's wombs. You know, like children have, you know, of God having children. Marriages being restored. Just because it don't look like it's working out. It don't mean that God didn't already work it out. We got to get out of our own emotions when it regarding somebody else. So what if you, you know you're talking differently, you're acting differently. If we know the truth that set us free, what makes us think our truth, our words will set them free? So we got to stop disregarding people because they don't think like we think. They don't speak like we speak. They're not on the same page. God said the main thing that you cannot do that Satan want us to do is push away from people because of what they choose to do. Because we're there to help them make a better decision. How can they make one if they don't have nobody there to help them? See, the thing is, when it comes to feeding the sheep, are we really ready to feed? Because you may have to feed that sheep that just tamper with your nerves. You may have to feed that sheep that just, you know what I'm saying, encourage you. You may have to feed that sheep that just disrespected you. You may have to feed that sheep that took money from you. You may have to feed that sheep that said you would never be anything. You may have to feed that sheep that said you would never be anything, don't know anything, won't have anything. You may have to feed that sheep. Are you willing to let go of things, to walk into bigger and better things? I'm scared if I, if I see something that's going on with my house. No, God's trying to give you a bigger house. Come on, somebody. See, we're walking with God. Don't think no more of mere men. Don't think no more of the world ways. Don't think no more of our earthly reality. Don't think no more of that way. Don't think no more of the enemy trying to kill, steal, and destroy. You already have the knowledge. But God say, but yet, but yet, you're not forsaken. But yet, you're not struck down. But yet, you're never destroyed. We can't tell nobody what God is going to do and not going to do in somebody's life. You understand? We got to stop talking out of emotion. We got to stop putting our nose where it don't belong, putting our eyes and ears where they don't belong. And sometimes it's not what we say, it's how we say things to people. And that pushes people away because some people don't want to be bothered with people that's trying to, you know, disrespect or taunt or say things maliciously. How can someone tell you what you're doing and not doing, and they're not even doing what they're supposed to do in ministry? Come on. We got to think about this for a second. Having all these programs, recruiting people, proclaiming that they're receiving their blessings because of us, of our knowledge, and then paying and having them pay to do that. That got to crumble down. I don't care who you are. It must crumble down. We can't create our own success. We can't sit there and strategize. How can I get me some money? How can I accumulate more money? No, God, you say what my heart is, my treasury is. 
So let me have a heart to serve. And that produces wealth in my life the right way. It's about knowing you have a great name already. And money cannot make you have a great name. Because many out there right now don't feel great at all. See, every good word, every good feeling, every good emotion comes from above. I saw someone lifestyle. I said, wow, you're, old, you're younger than me. You are a billionaire. Look at you. I'm proud of you. And God said, Quenisha, sit down. Listen to me. Now, everybody in this world know this person and how they became what they became. Now, it's a way of my success and it's a way of the enemy trying to portray his way of success. Now, look how they became what they became. Is that because of me? Is that because of anything eternally? Is it because of any good thing or is it the next, you know, or the opposite? You're famous because you promote in killing, you promote in lust, you promote in drugs, you promote in fornication. That's just saying more people in the world agree on what you're saying, and we out here proclaiming good news. So actually, the enemy has you under his influence greatly that I can snatch you out. We have to stop looking at what people have. And look at who they are having when it comes to God. Because without God, we don't have anything that we ought to have. You want a Benz without God? You want a mansion without God? You want a business without God? You want a merge without God? Then whose side are we on? Take money away from the thought. Take money away from the mind. Take money out of the heart. Take money off of our minds. Take it out of our ear gate. Because in heaven, there is no currency. Now visualize that for a second. God, take away all the currency all over the world. The euros, the shillings, the dollars, whatever. The coins. And you can still purchase and do without even making a transaction with money. You can still go get that house. Okay, but it's free. And it's still kept up in the things that causes us to pay to keep things running in society. Because every good thing comes from, come from above. Go on trips without having to pay. Take your flights without having to need a book with pay. And that's how it is in the kingdom. We have to take money off our minds. We have to take off our minds. Oh, you're blessed because you look like you're blessed. I'm telling you, the true worshipers are those who looking like Jesus. And that's, and that's real as it's going to get. That's real as it's going to come. When we look like Jesus in all that we do. For those who are parents, when I look like Christ as a parent, 
when I treat my children like Christ as a parent, having the patience as Christ, as a parent, as a wife, as a husband, as a daughter, as a sister. It's not always who we being around that makes us important. See, many of us cover it up from covering up being around people so we can feel important, but we are important alone. Sometimes the devil try to play with my mind and have me to call things out as if I'm doing it to make sure I'm not doing it. And God said, uh-uh, you're not even doing that. I thought I was pushing people away. God said, no, you're not. You don't do that. That's the devil trying to play with your mind because he know you're humble. Trying to make you feel like you're at fault so you can ask for forgiveness for something you don't even do. You don't push people away. I'm taking people away who just don't value you. Whoever it be, it just be. No matter who it is. Who don't take your walk seriously. Because you're going somewhere. I have a great purpose in you. You have a voice for everybody. Everywhere. At the same time. Do you know who you are? Do you know what I put in you? Do you see how different you are? Do you see how much you stand out? Do you see how much I'm not playing around with your life? Every time you have failed, you have gotten up. And every time you fall, you get up. The devil don't want you to get up. Why don't you think he do? You have a voice that people listen to. You're not out here preaching scriptures by teaching as if I am condemning, but I am restoring what's been restored already. You preach with, you know, testimonies. You preach with letting them know what you've been doing, where they can go, also available unto them. You preach from honesty. You preach from modesty. You preach from a place of outcome. You preach. You're relating when you preach. People are inspired when you preach. Everybody not called to preach with words. Some words are too sharp and not even necessary. We can't have our own selves to be building up and have people to build us up and pump us up. Making up all these flyers and putting our faces on them. Going this place to go do this and do that and not really even doing anything. Can't even go in a community and just give a message, but it's so easy to do behind four walls, behind, you don't understand, on live or with a mic or with a crowd, with subscriptions. Come on, somebody. Christ didn't care about that stuff. It kind of had the world and people of the world to feel like, oh, you think you better? Oh, I can never get to be where you are. And if we're not careful, the devil is going to try to have us, you understand, to put ourselves, we have people to put us on a pedestal when we have people to feel like they got to go through a lot to get what we can freely receive. Come on, somebody. We don't want to testify anything. We want to just tell people what they shouldn't and shouldn't do. Should, should or should not do. No, we need to continue to sharpen iron. And we're not just talking about those who are in the body. No, people have iron. Everybody has an armor. Because he dealt to every man the measure of faith regarding your armor. So we have to sharpen people. There are people that are so dull, so fragile. 
guide me to get a VIP table. I'm telling you. And it wasn't like I was showing off. I had no idea God was going to sit me there. I'm like, okay, God. Adams Morgan? Okay, I don't even go up Adams Morgan, but I'll go for you. Okay, go into this, this club. Go on the third floor. Get VIP. And the guys was like, you know, you were, it was like a five hundred dollars. I mean, five hundred people in the I mean, on the, in the line. I'm like, I'm number what, four hundred or something? We're not gonna ever get in this place, God. And so there was another line for like three people. I said, what's this line? They said that's VIP. It's seven hundred to be in this line. I say, oh, that's how much? Here you go. And what God say, I'm gonna do. If He don't say, I'm not. I said, okay. Went there. Got a whole table. They're like, who are you? Like, you a celebrity or something? Are you an upcoming artist? A new artist? No, I'm not. I just came to get the table. And Minnie was like, hey, hey, can we sit at your table? We never sat at the table like this before. We want to feel, you know, important. Go ahead, sit down. It was like 15 people at the table. I'm like, okay. And you know what God's saying to me right now? It's like being seated at the master's table. You're sitting down. You're being served by Christ. Like Christ as disciples. Which is better? To be served at my table or to serve me at my table? And he went talking about serving him as in, you know, servanthood. He meant, what do you think is best that I would want to do? Feed you, clothe you, and honor you? Because when it came to the Passover, I washed your feet. I didn't ask not one of you disciples to wash mine. Come on, somebody. Because what I do unto you, you have to do unto each other. I'm teaching you how to treat each other. So I let them sit at the table. Like the woman said, you know, her daughter was ill. And Christ was right there. Peter, you know, Bartholomew, Luke, all of them. Were, excuse me, not Luke. Luke was a disciple. He was a great friend of Paul. Hallelujah. But when they were there, it was so amazing how... Christ said to the lady, she's asked from the healer, daughter, that's not for me. I'm not sitting here to, you understand, be here for those who don't really want it, who don't care for me, who don't want to receive me. And he said it by saying, I'm not, he said, I, you know, I, I'm not here to help you. And Peter couldn't understand that. Peter was like, wait a second. You are here to help. I see the dollar signs. Thank you, God. He said, you are to help. What you mean? Why would you say that to this lady? That was mean, Jesus. He said, it's not honoring to take food from the children and feed it to the dogs. And she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Oh, you better get that. See, what he was saying to her is, it's not okay to take what's precious of me from those who really want me, those who want to serve me, those who want to honor me, praise me, to those who don't care for me, and I'm spending my time by wasting my time, and they don't even want to receive me, accept me. So I'm not here for those people. I'm here for those who want a position, not those who feel like they already have one. And her statement coming back was, even sinners are worth your presence. Even drunks 
Even smokers, even fornicators, even unbelievers are worth rededication. Even they're worth God's glorification. Even they're worth salvation. Even they're worth your love. Even they're worth your presence, Christ. In other words, don't separate. And he knew she was going to say that. That's why he said, your faith has made, you understand, your whole. Your whole life, your whole, everything whole. Hallelujah. I can feel spring in the season and it's still winter naturally. Can't you feel, can't you smell the difference of the weather? It don't matter if it's snow tomorrow, but these days that we are having, you can smell the flowers blooming. You can smell cookouts. You can smell picnics with your spiritual sight, but you can feel it naturally. You can feel the season change, and that's what's happening spiritually. The season is changing, but it's still restoration. It's just fruit from restoration is being produced. You're seeing the fruit of what happens with restoration. Because with restoration comes healing. We got to stop thinking we don't need any help. I'm all right. Everything not for everybody, but that's what helps people. Everybody, you know, put a lot of pressure on me at one point before I rededicated my life. You're so powerful. You And guess what? All of it is true. And that's why God had me to confess my faults and weaknesses to you a lot so I can relate to you. Because many people don't think that. You understand? I make mistakes. Oh, yes, I do. If you know, small mistakes. You understand? Not mistakes from being in the old man. But I mean things like, oh, your name Jill? Oh, I thought it was Bill. Things like that. You understand? It's a mistake. Hallelujah. And God had me to get on live and begin to testify and repent to all of you for making the wrong decisions 2020 September. And I never had, you know, that many people respond to it. Like, wow. Like, I appreciate your honesty. And some problems like, you see this? Oh, God. Go ahead, Q online. Let's see Q in a minute. She's talking about all kinds of stuff. She's getting divorced. Oh, God. No more drinking and no more. But guess what, though? Look how real it is, though. And look at me now, though. Who do you think gonna, you know, how how we think, you know, people gonna be drawn by relating? He can do that for me too, because I'm doing that currently. I don't have to do this. Look at you. You're powerful. You show me that, you know, we make mistakes and we be forgiven from them. Because you didn't have to do this, Q. If we never heard from you again, we know that what you do, how powerful you are, how bold you are for the kingdom. But here you are, lowering yourself. Look, I made a mistake, y'all. Look what happened to me. I fell short. I was giving up. I wanted to die. I wanted to go home. I wanted to say, you know, forget it. I cried out to Christ. I'll never forget that day. My heart was so heavy. 
I couldn't take wanting to be here anymore. I say it sucks here, Christ. You got to work to get stuff. You got to work on all these things and you're getting betrayed and everything happening. And every time you try to do something good, something bad happened. I'm sick of this place. I want to go home. Hate it here. I was never thinking, you know, to take my own life. But I was thinking about writing a note saying, you know what? I quit. You understand? And I begin to think about my kid. How I spent his whole life teaching him how God made me to teach him. Never give up. Oh, I see that, God. Never quit. Okay, God. Never quit. Never give up. Never quit. Hallelujah. Never quit. And yet, you just given up and quit it. And it was around the time that Guy Twitch, who used to work for Ellen DeGeneres, he committed suicide. And that did a lot to me. I didn't know him. I just found out about him the day I heard about him. And God wanted me to see. And all I could see is, the last Christmas picture they took before Christmas, all of them at the tree, all the gifts that him and his wife got for him and his children. He got the, you know, the hat on like he always wear, and they're smiling and they're planning to have another kid. And you understand, he adopted her oldest daughter and had two more by her. And you understand, they just smiling like they normally do. And yet, here we go, moments, days later, right before the holiday. You're found in a hotel room not too far from your house with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to your head. You turned your phone off because you didn't want no one to trace where you were due to the GPS. You kissed your kids goodbye, your wife, knowing that you're not coming back physically. Knowing it's about to be Christmas, knowing that your kids gonna open up their presents without you there, but they ain't gonna want those presents because they're from you and it's gonna take them somewhere they don't wanna be because you know you're not here anymore. And it's gonna remind them of you. I said, Father, so much went on with that. I'm a seer, I see beyond what the natural eye can see. I see the whole thing. I see that it didn't just start that day. It was years worth of it leading up to that one day. You say, you know what? Forget today's a day I'm going to kill myself. But smiling like everything is fine. And naturally have everything to show for your life being fine. You have a great job. You're famous. You have a family. Beautiful house. Beautiful children. What more can a man ask for? But the thing about it is, if you don't feel the love or encounter love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control, guess what? Things like that can happen to any of us. Even those who have the, the peace and joy. If you exit outside of it by looking somewhere else or I look somewhere else, we're going to receive the opposite. The opposite of self-control, out of control, 
Mind going out of control. Heart going out of control. Can't control the temper. Can't control wanting to give up. The opposite of peace, chaos. The opposite of love, feeling hate. Feeling hated, feeling lonely. Feeling like it's all you. You're by yourself. No one cares. No one understands. These things happen every day, but people just out there living life. But we don't know what they're feeling. They don't know what we're feeling because no one's saying anything. It's not like anybody just, oh, bam, you killed yourself. No, you had to be going through something to lead up to that point. And those who with you every day, see you every day, know that there's something wrong. And try to do all they could to help, but it's just not. Put, you know, it's just putting a band-aid on. It's not healing the wound. So I thought about all that that this man, this whole entire day, how it went to leave from your house. And matter of fact, you caught a Lyft or Uber to the hotel. So then you got to think about the driver who picked you up and dropped you off. Oh, I wish I would never been the one who take him there. Who have taken him there? Take him there. You understand? I thank God for showing me these things. Praying over these things. And all you can see is this big, beautiful smile. But behind the smile... There was a mass. It was tears. No one just say I want to get, you know, quit on my kids and quit on my wife and quit on my job. Because he honored Ellen DeGeneres. She, you know, that was his girl. You know, we, I worked for you. I, you know, I danced. We had fun. We partied together. You paid me well. You just give me a Christmas bonus. I got to think about how you going to take it if I kill myself. But sometimes I just don't care. Because we take the attention off of God and put it on ourselves if we don't have the fruit. And that very day, I began to feel the way he felt, but not self-inflicted. It was just like, I just want to just erase myself from being here. I'm done with earth. Let me go home. Just have me just taken up, you know, like Enoch and Elijah, just take me up. Take me up in the whirlwind. And God say, are you calm? Go wash your face and wipe your tears. I'm not a man that I should like. I promised you too many things for you not to receive. I know your level of hunger to receive everything. And that you are about to receive. You stop crying. He was more like, come here, come here. It's all right. You are all right. I got you. Because everybody has a walk. No matter how we dress it up. Everybody has challenges that we push past because God see us through every single day. Everybody has family 
restoration due to the family healing that's taking place. Everybody can use more, you understand, resources to go and enjoy the world. But God wants in the being in the earth, but God don't want our focus to just have it on enjoyment and having enjoyment. The only thing is in that way. Enjoyment is also when it souls. That's where the most joy comes from. See, God don't want us to put the attention on us, but let Him do it for us by us thinking about everybody but us. And it doesn't mean neglect ourselves. No, self-care, self-love is very important. God said to say to you right now, the devil is trying to stretch your mind. He's trying to cause you not to be sober and watch. And sober doesn't mean without wine or without earthly drink. No, sober means at attention, full focus. Be sober and watch. Watch. Don't you see that it get early now? It get early at 6 o'clock, 6.15. This is the first, this, no, you know, this is the second week, excuse me, that happened in, in February. The time changing soon, but it's not now. And it's as if the time, we're going to turn the clock around again. As you get, you know, daytime at 7.15, now it's 6.15, a whole hour earlier. God is doing so many great things. Yes, God. See, he'll tell you when you when he want you to do things. We don't have to try to make things happen. Quenisha, go do this for yourself today. Okay. <laughs> go do that. Okay. Thanks. Because sometimes when we got so many things on our mind, we neglect ourselves. And, and a lot of times we make up excuses why we do it. Man, I got too much going on. All this paperwork. I got these kids. You know, I got to do this in the house. I got this on the job. God wants to have our days prioritized that freely. He can move in and through every area of our lives freely. What time is it? I have somewhere to be soon. <laughs> freely. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Freely. I woke up this morning. I'm beginning to, you know, feel heavy, you know, in my heart. I was like, God, 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 God. Wait a second. I'm ready to preach. You see that transformation? That's transformation. <laughs> That's transforming. We transform when we go from how the body is telling to how the spirit man is demanding. I don't have, no, I always have. That's transformation. I'm sick. I'm in pain. No, I have a praise. That's transformation. <laughs> and we looking at Spider-Man and Batman. That's good to watch, but we transform every day. Every day we transform. That has a look to it. I'm waking up my heart heavy. I'm going to record a heavy message. Then I say, no, I'm ready to preach. And there goes my praise. And there goes the sound of heaven. See, we got to set the set. I mean, excuse me, we got to set the atmosphere for change. People are starting to be very puzzled. Who wanted you out the way? Wanted me out the way? 
did not want you to do certain things for me. But because you still walk in love, because you still don't give up on them, because you still reach out to them, it's causing that whatever that demon was trying to do to break. It's like keep hugging somebody who, you know, don't do hugs, but all of a sudden, then they go, they want to hug everybody they see. Transformation. Have to be spiritually led to do everything. Because people could go from, this is not what, you know, no, this is not this. It's not going to be this way. It's going to be this way. No, it's going to be God's way. <laughs> See, I can't stay, and I would never stay in, thank you, Father, stay tuned. I can never be in a place anymore. No matter what has happened to me. Yes, it is a fact those things happen to me. But it doesn't define me. Family separation doesn't define me. Because there goes family restoration. Waiting on God to do certain things doesn't define me. Due to what, me, what am I doing while I'm waiting patiently on the Lord. See, he waiting on me to look up higher and look up at him. Not look down. Not look around. No, keep my head up. Keep my eyes up. Keep my faith up. Keep my praise up. Keep my giving of thanks up. Keep my believing up. If I gotta keep my head looking up just so I can know I came up, I'm gonna do so. Sometimes you gotta keep doing something. Gotta keep practicing until you get perfect. And perfect don't mean without fault. That means you become, you understand good at it, familiar with it. I thank God for it. Some things it just wasn't the time to receive because God don't have us to be in situations where it can make it worse. If someone don't want to be bothered, why bother them? They don't want to talk to you, why talk to them? Just pray. Still love them. We can't walk in love and hold grudges. I was pissed off when I got a divorce. I went from being real glad because I was still drinking. I was pissed off. How dare you? Do you know who you married? You don't even know. Do you know who I am? Do you know who you had? But I wasn't even hearing from God about it's not being him at the time. I'm just like, are you kidding me? You're going to curry me for this? You're going to curry me for that? All I have ever done from you, done for you. And yes, you've done for me. But I'm not even talking about my trees, even though I've done things. I'm talking about the love. In spite of, especially when you're there to lift somebody up, when everybody tearing them down, and you gotta curry me when I build it you up. I was pissed. And once I calmed down, because it had nothing to do with infidelity. Because when you're married, you work it out. But if it's not for you, God will say it. He's not going to have you to be in a situation and not tell you. 
If he didn't say nothing to you, because he's working it out. He did it with you, and we think he did it with the other person. Even though they said they're the guilty party. No, he did it with the one who know better, so they can do better. Why are you angry? Why am I angry? Why are you upset? Why am I upset? Well, you got love on the inside. Why are you holding grudges? Why you don't forgive? Let it go. So what? Yes, it was messed up. But guess what? You messed up too. How many times do you mess up in the face of God? God say, say to you, say to me, say to anybody. You guys mess up all the time, make mistakes all the time. Don't I not have mercy new every morning for you? Where's your mercy being renewed unto them? And once I calm down, God said, Quenisha, he's not for you. That's why he don't know you. That's why he don't understand you. That's why you can't get along most for the most part. Because you're not for each other. It's not it. No. That's why it's like this. And how many know that I'm, I feel like I still want to know positions in here who God really has because I'm still, you know, going through this with this. You know, we want to thought, let's deal with this first. Then we can deal with that. You know, God said, here's the truth. <laughs> here's the truth. You need to be set free from the truth, from every lie. Here's your truth. It's not him, him. You know, that's not everybody's testimony. It's not. You know how many preachers and teachers and people that you see on TV whose spouses have cheated and lied and stolen, had babies on them and everything. And guess what? They still together because it's of God. People make mistakes. Even in marriage, stop thinking that marriage don't make mistakes. We just gotta stay with God so we can stay how we're supposed to be in our true identity so mistakes like that won't happen. But not to say they do or they don't because they do. But if we stay with God, it will eliminate them from happening. And it come from will happening to won't. Gotta keep up with the time. I gotta be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I do. I gotta be somewhere. I, you know what I'm saying? It's not every case. Oh, you cheated. Oh, it's time for a divorce. Oh, you stole, oh, you stole my, you stole from me? Oh, you, you took out money out my account without asking? Oh, I can't worry. Oh, you got a baby on me? Oh, no, we done. Oh, you told your girls about what we do in our bedroom? Oh, I'm done with you. Oh, you slept with my best friend? Oh, I'm done. That's not always the case. It's a divorce. It's not always the case. Communication is the key. We have to talk these things out. Even if it's time to depart and go separate ways, we have to communicate that. Can't just up and just walk off. <laughs> you got to talk it out. You got to repent for making that tie that you got to untie for those who are not called to be with that person. Hallelujah. That's not every case. So many, it was like hundreds and hundreds. They had, one person asked me to speak at the Gaylord. I had an invitation to speak at the Gaylord right in the midst of my divorce. And people, you know, this was something else. I'm not talking about this. No, nobody business. You know, nothing parade up and down. Because honestly, I was embarrassed. No. I don't want nobody on cue got divorced. No. No, God. What have I done? They look at me. I can laugh at it today. The devil, you are lying. <laughs> You a liar. 
disrespect anybody. I would never do that. I was just like, thank you for everything. You know, just, you know, enjoy your life, the rest of your time being here. You understand? But I had to explain what was going on. You can't just up and leave. I had to disconnect from that, that tie. And the untie that tie. I connected with someone. And we make ties not even just in relationship, with friendships too. That's why God said, Quenisha, when it comes to friends of a different gender, listen to me. Because for the most part, most of the men that want to be friends with you see you by having interest in you. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't even want to approach you. So be mindful of that. Some can have a natural eye or a lustly eye and want to get to know you. And I'm going to tell you, no. But there are male friends that you are partnering with and do things in ministry with. But I thank God it's not a, you know, day-to-day or always-together type of thing. But I thank God for it just being strictly God for whenever it do happen. You understand? It's no more of knowing that someone like me and not entertaining it and thinking it's innocent. And the whole time I'm feeding it by still being around. And they thinking that I'm around because I'm just playing hard to get. But I still have interest now. They still thinking things that's not even going to be thought about. Because I didn't open my mouth and just stamp it in the first place. It's not what you said it is. Have many walk off on me because of it. Oh, you want in this for God? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so God had me to be very careful with that. So, you know, zero. <laughs> Not saying it's going to stay like that. And I have great people I preach to and, you know, they need my help. Okay, but for them being with me or picking me up and we hang out and chill as friends, it's zero. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay. Our lives are set up a way how God want them to be. We can't try to come up with no excuses or no reasons as to why. You know? Not ever say that God not going to connect me with, you know, with guys. I'm connected. We don't talk about folks and friendship and hanging out. Let's go to the mall. Let's go do this. No, it's zero. I don't need that. And to be honest, I don't even want that. Now, I know many of us have childhood friends. You know, guys we were in school with, we kicked it with, hey, and guys got girlfriends. We grew up together with the school together. We lived in the same neighborhood or we connected in church or whatever it is. That's okay. It's all about how the connection came apart. You know, came to war, excuse me. God way or just someone having a negative motive. I'm not going to waste my time with someone who I know want to be with me, but play like they don't and try to be patient until I come around. No, there's no coming around. So you don't even have to come around. You understand? This went on a whole other subject. Okay? <laughs> because some people just be so patient. They, Here it comes. Here goes the reason why they're there out of nowhere. Oh, can I take you off sometime? You're beautiful. Whoa, where this come from? We just cool. Why are you saying this stuff? Do you have a man? Why are you asking me? Jesus. Supposed to be just friends in ministry. Why are you asking me? 
So I said, God, I don't want that. Keep that away from me. I don't want any of that. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. Hallelujah. And then the devil will send some people, people mothers, but they just, you know, they just out of emotion. You're a great woman. Uh, I got somebody for you, and I got my, you know, my son or, or my grandson. You know, you oh, they want all, oh, you want to look good. Oh, they want all sucky, sucky now. You're a powerful woman. You're a good mother, and you're beautiful, and this and that. You'll be good for my family member. No! I'll make you a pumpkin pie. No, no pumpkin pie. No pumpkin pie. Come on, somebody. Some of you got mad at me. Oh, you think you're too good? No, I'm just looking at God, what God wanted to do for me. I would never be distracted in that way ever again. Ever again. Because I know the truth. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Definitely not you. Not you. You. I know who it is. Hallelujah. But God said to me, don't, you know, be upset about it. Because at one point I was like, you know what? Get away from me. <laughs> I'll get away from me. <laughs> you understand? I transformed the wrong way. <laughs> I became a monster. <laughs> I was like, get away from me. You understand? God said, no, Quenisha. You have to look at it for the truth. They have interest in you. They just see, you know, they're not looking at me or asking me. They're just looking at you. They see you're spiritual, you're powerful, you're beautiful, you're a great mother, you have patience, you have a great sense of humor, you like to cook, you're good at a lot of things. They just like, you know, want to be with someone like that. Can you blame somebody wanting to be with you? Even though they're not even looking up to me to hear what I got to say regarding you? Just look at it as a compliment. Don't be upset about it. You can politely say you're not interested. Don't get upset. Don't get upset because I don't get upset. I said, okay, Father. So I said, just put something on me that, that they don't even see in any interest. And God said, that would never happen. <laughs> because my glory is my glory. And my glory is clearly seen. But your demeanor your confidence, your attitude, and sets a sound in the atmosphere for those type of men to not even want to even approach you. Because they already know your mind is somewhere else. I say, yeah, good. Keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's been like that ever since. <laughs> yeah. I thank God for that. Let me not even mention that about that. No. If you can leave out the house today and be a whole devil, you understand? No. Thank you, Father. But anyway, I just thank God will never make a mistake like that again. <laughs> and when I think about it, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. <laughs> I'm excited. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, God. 
Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I gotta go now, y'all. I gotta go. I gotta got two phone calls. Like, hold on, where you at? You only supposed to be doing this in ministry this morning. Where you at? <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> I love you guys so much. So much. Thank you.